Welcome back to On Location, the home for community-created conversations. In this show, portrait photographer and fantastic darkroom printer Pete Langwin is talking to his friend Tab, who was a model doing high fashion work for some of the biggest names in photography from the late 80s in through the 90s. It's a really interesting chat and a look into a world which I have certainly not seen before. So enjoy listening and be sure to listen to the end for more details about Pete and how you could be part of the On Location channel. I'm here with Tabitha Haywood, or Tabitha, we call her Tab. Tab. Yeah. Right, do you want to explain who you are? I'm Tab. I'm 50 years old now, which I can't believe, unfortunately, but here we are. And back in the day, back all those many moons ago, I was um, self-employed and I used to be a model. How I actually got into the modelling, I was 15 years old at the time. My mum sent some pictures in to the clothes show competition. I don't know how many people will actually remember the clothes show competition because it is way back, back in 1988. Was that when you, was only in 88? In 1988, yeah. yeah. And my mum sent some photos in and I, a couple of weeks later I got a phone call back saying can you come up to London for the regional heats which I did we all trooped up there went up there for the regional heats and that was that and didn't hear anything back about I don't know a couple of weeks later letter came through the door saying no you weren't successful and then I got a phone call to say you're down you're in the finalists for the 32 so I was like oh, okay so trekked up to Derby and was put through my paces on the catwalk and the judges at the time were um, Jeff Banks, Tony McGee, uh, Catherine Bailey, uh, which is David Bailey's wife, and Sarah Ducas. Jeff Banks, he was a presenter, wasn't he? He was the presenter, yeah, and there was also Karen Franklin was there as well, yeah. So that was... And uh, as I say, Sarah Ducas was the um, owner of Storm Agency, which... If you won, then you got a contract with Storm Agency. So I did the finals and everything, and I came runner-up out of sixteen thousand entrants. It was massive, wasn't it? It was, it was a, big. It, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a massive. It was a massive program. Yeah, back uh, in the day, back was, in the sort of late eighties, it was massive. Yeah. I, remember, I can't remember what night it was on, but always used to watch it. Sunday was it on a Sunday? I, I think? think it was a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Karen Franklin, Selena Scott, and Jeff Banks. Yeah. Selena Scott, yeah. God, I'm so old. What's happened? How we got to this age? Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, I um, I've been friends with um, Tab for core many years. Many years. So yeah, we're we're not strangers. School days. Yeah. Although we didn't go to school together. No, we didn't. But we we knew of people. We hung around with the same kind of crew and everything crew on Sunday really hip now, <laughs> crew. No, crew is not hip <laughs> crew it was back it was in the back day. then back in the day uh, uh, go, go, talking about friends what, what, what were friends reaction to 
Because um, it was an overnight success in a way, isn't it, it with that well, show? It wasn't really. I mean, I would kind of get stopped now and then. I remember getting stopped in Marks and Spencers once, and they're like, "Oh, I knew that girl that was off the clothes show," and I'm like, mm, "Yeah." But no, my my friends at school were were pretty cool about it. To the fact, I think Lindsay, my friend Lindsay. Yeah, she kind of like threw me like a little party kind of thing, saying congratulations, <laughs> and they all signed a card, and yeah, and, you know, it was it was really kind of nice. Um, it was only out of Lindsay and Rob the other week, actually. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, they. I don't know. It's just it was just kind of I don't know. Just all up and just happened so quickly. Obviously, I was still at school at the time. I was just kind of finishing school, I think, um, or coming towards the end. But the agency. I got a contract with the agency, with Storm Agency. Yeah, I mean, they would phone up sometimes and if a photographer or somebody wanted to see me, then I'd have to like go up after school, go up to London, go traipsing around, go and see these people until I kind of left school. And then when I hit 16, 15, 16, then that was it. I kind of, that was my, that was my work. Hmm. That was my job. What was your first assignment? Who was it with? Oh God, my first assignment. I would say... I remember, I can't really remember, but I remember my sister coming up with me and I think it was for a Sunday Express magazine and it was all to do with hair and they were putting these twisty, colourful things in my hair and I think that was one of my first jobs. The one that really does kind of stick out was, I think it was the September, August of 1988 the agency phones up and I was actually due to go on holiday down to my uncle's farm in Gloucester and the agency phones up bearing in mind I do have an agency over in New York which obviously has my portfolio over there so they're sending out and they phoned me up and they said oh um, you can't go on holiday you've got a job come up and it's over in Long Island and it's with Patrick de Marchelier. I'm like, who the hell is Patrick de Marchelli? I have no clue. I'm 15 at the time. I have no clue. I've just got into this business. And I'm like, I don't want to go. I want to go to my uncle's farm because it's just mm-hmm. great down on my uncle's farm. And they said, well, you've got to go because you've been booked for it and you have to go. So mm-hmm. I was bawling my eyes out because I wanted to go to my uncle's farm. I didn't want to go and do this silly shoot over in, I think it was for Italian Vogue, actually over in Long Island. Anyway, cut the long story short, my mum takes me off to Heathrow Airport, sticks me on the plane and fly over to New York. So flew over there, got picked up in a limousine from the from like you do from, from the airport. I got taken to my agency, met my agent, Paul. He took me around a few places in New York, Vogue and before I was meeting the clients. So yeah, spent a bit of time going around New York with my agent and then I met up with the people from the magazine and drove out to Long Island and spent five days shooting with Patrick de Marchelier and I had my 16th birthday over there and they threw me a party. How how do you adjust to that <laughs> lifestyle you know from, from coming from where you know where where we were so all in, of in a sudden, classroom. Yeah, to you know, you just Long do. Island. You just yeah. You just you just go with it because you never in that kind of in modelling. You just don't know what you're doing from one day to the next. I mean, there was a time when I went up to London. I had like ten castings to do back in the day when there was ten castings or twelve castings to do. So you're running here and everywhere around London, and then 
I go into the agency and they're like, right, you've got to go home. You've got to go and get your passport. You're going off to Germany tonight. So then I had to go all the way home mm. and then go come. So you just you just don't know what you're doing half, half the time. Uh, I mean, most of it is just running around London with your portfolio, seeing photographers and things. But Can I just rewind to say it was your mum that put the photos in? Yeah. So did you actually want to be a model? Not really, no. no. you had no... Your mum no, just said, was, right, this is for you. It was the photos that my mum took. It was actually our um, art teacher, Mr Smith. He took them and it was mm. done in... It was actually done on in Rainsford's uh, playing fields. <laughs> nice. And nice. I, I remember the outfit. No it was there. a horrible pair of brown corduroy trousers with a black top and that was it. Um, I've probably got the picture somewhere. But, yeah, so sent them in and... That was it. It all just happened, and yeah. Did, did did you think at that point I've cracked it? I've 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 made it. No, but my agent Sarah Sarah Ducas. I mean, there were because obviously I, that was a massive massive job that I did for with Patrick de Marchelle because mm. not everyone gets to work with him because he's you know he's got two assistants you know and he's he is he's done great kind of photographic work and stuff princess diana and you name it he's done it kind of thing so i had no clue i had no clue who he was so my agent and this was the time when sort of like kind of was it late early 90s that obviously kate moss started to come into to the it was around about 90 91 90s 91 and kate moss started coming into into the limelight as you Mm. say but yeah, I mean, I could have could have gone places, and I could have done. I could have probably been another Kate Moss kind of thing. That's what my agency was telling me. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want it. Mm. I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to do the whole kind of. It was. It just wasn't me. So I was. I'm. A, I'm very much a home bird, mm-hmm. and wanted to stay here. I'd have to go to Milan for a month, or Paris for a month, or two months, or whatever. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Didn't want to do it, so that was my downfall. Yes, I could have probably. Do you regret that a little bit now? Or are you quite happy that you didn't? Um, no, I'm quite happy that I didn't really. Mm. I mean, because you look at some of the models now and stuff, and you know, I'm not knocking them because multi-millionaires and everything, but I just look at their kind of lifestyle and that, and I just think it's all a bit pretentious and stuff. Mm. And I'm not that kind of person, so I'm quite an easy sort of. I was on a shoot and I was just like oh, when's it time to go home is it time to go home yet I just wanted to get home I just didn't want to be there you know it was you know unless I was kind of enjoying myself like catwalk or something you know mm. I mean they're long long days and that you know it's just kind of I just wanted to get home I just wanted like oh, I just want to get my pyjamas that's what I wanted to do but did you prefer catwalks or modeling um, like shoots as it were I liked a bit of both really. I did. I used to love doing the catwalk shows because it gives you such a buzz. Mm. But yeah, I, I did like doing them. But then again, I like doing shoots and things as well. So as I said, I did the close show. You know when they do the big live show in December. Mm. I did that a couple of times, which was knackering. I think I think they worked it out that you walked over the week. I think it was like twenty five miles because it was like the biggest, <laughs> longest catwalk in yeah. Europe or something. It was just and it was it was grueling. You had twelve outfits. You had like five shows a day. You're up at the crack of dawn at six o'clock. You're in makeup at like half six, seven, and it's just constant go go go. But that's what I liked about it. I liked that kind of real sort of buzz and stuff. You, you look at some of the catwalk stuff and the clothes and all that and. 
some some of it's absolutely atrocious and did you ever wear anything and think god Mm. i look a right dick when i used to do um (laughs) i used to do london fashion week a lot and it was obviously central st martin's i mean that was a massive show they had to sometimes do it over two days or it was huge shows and obviously the other universities and everything and i'd get there and again it was just like what the fuck you know, it's just like, you expect me to wear that. And there was one point, I, again, I was just starting out. Yeah. I actually had to change an outfit once because there was no way I, I could wear it. It was just ridiculous. I was just falling out the front. I was trying to hold a hat on, mm-hmm. walking these silly high heels. And I, it was just it was just impossible. And yeah. I mean, yeah, they're creative. But you just think what fucking happy pills are they on, you know? It's just what's, like... What's the point in them? Exactly. Because yeah. they're, they're, they're not going up on the high street, are they? So it's just showing off, really, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know... and showing it, off. Yeah, it's just like, what what possesses you to make something like that? I mean, it's just, you know... I think it was just a bit kind of like... Sh- but not show-off-y, but just like... I don't know. Yeah, just very strange outfits that I've, you know, I had to wear and that. Yeah. So you, you've mentioned you work for Storm. Yes. What other agencies have you worked? Well, I was with Storm for nine years. Mm-hmm. So from '88 till when was it? '88. Yeah, I joined Nevs and I was with Nevs for six years. So in all, about 14, 15 years, I did it. So I kind of gave up. I think it was 2002. I think. Yeah, about 2002, 2003, something like that. Did you give up because you just had enough of it? or? Yeah, or just, because yeah, well, no. Th- there was a certain look, wasn't there, back there in the day? There was a certain look because back in, like, when I first and... started, it was kind of your Cindy Crawford, your mm. Linda Evangelist, Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell. And that was kind of like your very sort of kind of like voluptuous kind of... There was it was quite kind of strict back then, so mm. you couldn't be. They had a height restriction, and you had to be mm. like five foot eight and above, and you had to have kind of the curves. But then, obviously, when the nineties came in, then it all went grungy and stick thing. Obviously, the Kate mm. Moss waif like kind of that kind of thing. So, and then when it got towards the late nineties, and the thing is, obviously, with when I first started. I'd call in the agency and, and, and when you kind of, if you're not actual, if you're not actually working, so you're not in a studio or you're not doing a catwalk, then obviously you're taking your portfolio around mm. London. Um, they give you castings and what castings are, are appointments. So when I first started, you could get like 10, 12 appointments a day. So you could go and see this photographer, you go and see that magazine, you'll go and see this for this commercial so you so you mm. kind of here there and everywhere so you're running around london one minute you're up in old street then you're down in oxford circus then you're down in parsons green and then you're back up to old street again so you're just running here there and everywhere and then sometimes you can't you can't do all of them sometimes because they overlap and whatnot but then towards the end the appointments just kind of tailed off so you'd start off with 10 12 appointments and then over the years, it just kind of fizzled down to like, oh, well, we've only got five appointments today. We've got... mm. and Then it just trailed off. And then sometimes towards the end, I wasn't even, I was going up for like one request appointment. Mm. So I just thought, well, it's, it's my time to give up now. It's quite, it's quite a cutthroat business as yeah. well. When you're standing in the queue and there's like 50 brunettes 
all standing there you know you, you've been waiting there for an hour hour ten minutes or whatever and you'll go in put the book in front of you like portfolio in front of you and they they sort of flick through it and they're not even looking at you they're just kind of like oh well, they're not looking at the book and they're just like, like thank you mm. so it's it's quite hard it's got to handle rejection quite a lot because you think oh you know i think i might have got that do you, you know, think it's still the same no. these days? It's, it's I mean, I don't know what it's like. I think it's probably... I think anybody could do it now because of the way society is going. I mean, you see these adverts on... I can't remember what it is. It's that Mark Jacobs advert. And there's all different kinds of models on there. I can't what does it? What's the catchphrase on it? This is me or something? I don't know. This is me. This is me. And they, they keep... And there's... I don't think it matters now hmm. what you look like and what your height is, whether you've got tattoos, not tattoos, piercings, it, anything kind of goes. If if the shoe fits or your face fits, then they're going to... So you, you've got tattoos now. Was that a no-no? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? I mean, yeah, even if you changed your hair colour and that, that was a big no-no because obviously if somebody booked you and I had, say black hair hmm. and I went and changed it to blonde hair they've booked a black haired girl yeah. so then obviously that would cost them money hmm. because they're like well we don't want a blonde we are we cost them so you, yeah. you had to be really careful even like if I went on holiday I couldn't get too tanned hmm. because they didn't like it so there were strict kind of things in place where you couldn't change your looks and things so bikini lines and stuff yeah, like that was, yeah, yeah. Real, yeah, real issue. So I couldn't get any lines. You know, if I kind of went, and if I went on holiday, it was topless and mm. the skinniest of like kind of just to kind of. Mm. But yeah, they said, "Don't you get too dark? Don't get dark." I was like, mm. So just looking through your portfolio, mm. there, your your pictures, there there was a few sort of toplessy. Yeah, body uh, shots. Yeah, body, body shots. Yeah. How was that doing that? For like the first time, you just just got on with it. Just get on with it. Yeah, because yeah. when as I say, when you're doing catwalk shows as well, and especially you've got male models there and that you mm. just you just i don't know you just do it you kind of like standing next to your rail of clothes and his rail of clothes and you just you just getting changed you have your flesh colored underwear because that's what they liked mm -hmm. and you, you just, so it just becomes normal it just comes normal yeah. yeah because of what they're booking me for a certain thing mm. and it's like that's what they want so mm. I've got to give them what they want. I can't mm. be all shy about it and I'll say, oh no, I'm going to cover up. I don't want to do it. I just, it just, no, I just did just, it. Just get on with it. Yeah, I'm getting paid at the end of the day. <laughs> Money. What, what was the pay like back then, was it? Um, It depends what sort of job you do. There were jobs where, obviously, magazines, um, editorial, mm -hmm. you can get anything from like £50, 150 a day, up to 350 a day, depending on what sort of kind of uh, magazine and stuff you're doing catwalk um, again that's probably about 150 200 300 and then obviously advertising is the one that you do want to get into mm. because that's mega bucks that's mm. mega money so i mean 150 250 300 pound a day back in those days <laughs> was, was, was still a, lot a fair of amount of money yeah i mean there was a job that i did that was platon um I did pretty poly tights packaging for him mm. and it was only like four hours work but it was 1500 quid for four mm. hours work but as I say that doesn't happen every single day the next day I'm running around London again so mm. it's I don't know Maxim magazine and it will be like 250 so it's it's not consistent so you mentioned uh, Batten yeah so that was I mean that was the only job I did with him mm. and and do you want to run down the list of photographers that you, you sent oh me oh god um, well Platon Peru 
Now he, I, I looked him up actually because I didn't know who he was. Because I, he I, did, um, he toured with Marilyn Manson. I was just about to say the Marilyn Manson photos are amazing, really good. Yeah, Peru. <laughs> he did. He toured with um, Marilyn Manson because I remember mm. when when I was doing the shoot because I was doing a CD cover mm. for a band which is called One Minute Silence. And it was it was really good actually. I really enjoyed doing it because what he did, he had me, yeah, he had yeah. I'm sure he had me complete, not completely naked. I think I had a g-string on, but then he had me holding a big Bible in one hand, like this massive archaic Bible, and then like an apple in the other hand. You can probably Google it and find it, or I don't I've actually got the CD cover now. And then what he was going to do was going to superimpose $1 bills on me mm -hmm. and then have like kind of horns. And then he he said to me, make a face. And he, he said all these kind of words. I'm like, well, how can I do all, all of that in one? And it was kind of like a really sort of kind of gnarly sort of face kind of thing. It was, mm -hmm. It's just, it was bizarre. It was really, I mean, it was really kind of cool when the band were there and everything. And yeah it was yeah he was yeah he was a pretty cool guy really and he was telling me stories about you know when he was on tour with marilyn manson i shan't go into that but <laughs> yeah <No. laughs> yes uh but um yeah quite an interesting guy really um who else um who's your favorite to work with oh god um if you can have a favorite with the people you've worked with there was one photographer that I really, really liked, and his name was Ken Niven. He was a lovely photographer. I think he was um, Tony McGee's old assistant, um, and then he obviously broke away, and you know, a lot of his pictures are in there. I did like, I did like, I got on well with him. Um, we used to like go out and go for drinks and dinners and things, and sometimes if I was in town late, then I'd go and stay at his and whatnot. He was lovely, really nice photographer. Tony McGee, he was nice. He was quite cool. Bob Carlos Clark, what a character he was. Again, he's got some really, he does a lot of kind of like really nice sort of bondage kind of type sort of work. No longer with us, unfortunately. Um, I was Googling actually just before you got here on him because uh, really lovely you, you, guy. You only sent me his name today, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Bob Carlos Clark. I did the loaded calendar with him. Um, right. He was absolutely lovely. Really, really nice guy actually sad what happened really who else was there uh ken niven jürgen teller peru platon bailey oh david ba yeah i'll keep david bailey to the last because he's kind of like i kind of went out on a high because he was my last ever job mm -hmm. david bailey so but again he's a bit of cantankerous old sod <laughs> He is. <laughs> he, sometimes he has good days sometimes he has you know and again it was for for a book and he was doing a nude book called Democracy, and he wanted all sorts of people, fat people, thin people, tattoos, old, gnarly, anything, anyone off the street. So got there to his studio, and it was, I can't remember, what are the big Polaroids? It was like a big, like the big 10 by... 8 by 10s. 8 by 10s. Yeah. And he basically said, right, go in the back room. He said, go and take all your clothes off. I said, you know, makeup? No, no makeup. I'm like, okay. And come out and then just stand there. I'm like, okay. And that was it. And he just went bang, 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 bang with his pyroid and that was it. Done. And my payment, I didn't get paid. I actually got a signed print of the picture that was going in the book. You've still got it? Yeah. Amazing. It's all signed to the back, David and Bailey. that's the pyroid? No, that's the actual print. Okay. It's framed. 
Yeah, I've got a framed um, framed print of the picture that's in the book and signed by David Bailey. So that was I went out on high. That was my last ever job. So was it? Yeah. 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 David was that, is that what made you feel right? Now pinnacle. Pinnacle. Yeah. I've worked <laughs> David done. Bailey. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. That's it. I'm done now. And that's it. I'm done now. So yeah, I kind of call that my high. Really, I went out on a high. So I worked with David Bailey. The whole um, you mentioned Kate Moss, but the whole supermodel mm. thing. How how did you see that? Was that something that people aspired to? Yeah, I think. I mean, I never really aspired to be supermodel. I mean, it, it I was seemed just, like a bit of a clique. Mm, yeah, and they were obviously they were established before I came along, mm. and then obviously Kate Moss was after. I mean, she was at the same agency as me. I mean, we used to go on castings together and stuff, mm. and we had the same old. What casting have you got? Oh, I've got that one. Oh, should we go together? And like, we'd hang out. Like, you know, if we've got a couple of hours to get, we'd hang out in McDonald's back then or something, um, or we'd go and get a coffee or something, and then head on to the to the appointments. But before she became famous, she was she was probably doing it before four years before she started doing obviously the Calvin Kleins and mm. the. Um, uh, Stephen Mizell kind of campaigns and things and stuff because she worked with the same photographer that I worked with before she started with Corinne Day <clears throat> I did a lot of kind of test shoots with Corinne Day and she's basically the one that really I think made Kate who she was really more so than Stephen Mizell it's only because it was Calvin Klein but yeah I think the face cover I think was done by Corinne Day you know when she had the head feather things on right. I think I'm sure that was shot by Corinne Day and I think that's what catapulted her to stardom but yeah I never really kind of wanted to kind of I was just quite happy doing what I was doing you know if I got booked for a job I got booked for a job it wasn't one of these where like like I say it's all a bit pretentious and a bit mm. kind of not snotty but just kind of like oh. was it a bit bitchy not really. No, because no. from, from the outside, when you looked in, you always thought, it seems really bitchy. No, I never really found any. I mean, I'm still kind of in contact with the majority of my model mates, but I never really found anything that mm. was... I can't really say that. No, no, um, Oh, she was horrible. And there was another one. But other than that, no. Well, you know, we all got on. We all got on and just did what we had to do really so in all through the, your 14 years you think you was treated well by, yeah. by agencies photographers yeah definitely yeah. i mean i didn't have anything there was no kind of seediness or anything mm. with the photographers they're all, well, they, they wouldn't exactly they wouldn't survive would they no. if you were seedy exactly you'd, you'd all talk wouldn't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah well, don't work with that one he's yeah. a bit funny you know kind of thing but i i did thoroughly enjoy my days modeling i loved it absolutely loved it because as i say you not you don't know what you're doing one day to the next mm. and it was kind of early mornings late nights and it's there was, there was kind of buzz around going places and traveling abroad and going off to these exotic far-flung places and stuff and it's at the time when i was 15 there's not very many 15 year olds that could mm. do that i'm quite privileged and quite humble that i actually got the chance to do it so um, yeah, places you've seen and been to that you, yeah. would, you wouldn't actually Dream, no, have done. No, with you exactly. At all, unless, no. unless you something else came along and you exactly, you know, and it was all paid for. So it's it all paid for. Lovely. Yeah, and I got paid. <laughs> there you go. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think of? I know you're not in it, and you probably don't have much care about it. What do you think of the state of the industry now? 
to be honest i don't actually know that much about it now i think a lot of it's all gone quite digital mm. um for what i kind of know obviously you don't have to phone up for appointments now it's all kind of just done electronically mm-hmm. i think they get it all on their phone like this is i think this is whatever this is your job kind of thing so mm. i don't know what it's i don't know what it's like now i don't think i'd like to be in the industry now because it's just too pc and you've got to be this and you've got to be that and it's just fake i find it a little bit more fake now and, and you've got the whole social media yeah now as social well, which... media and you have to be careful what you're doing and posting stuff and trolling yeah. and exactly um so, there was none of that back when i was didn't have mobile phones did we yeah, the Nokia 6110, wasn't it? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> if you were lucky. If you were I was, lucky. I was, I was yeah. quite a late yeah. uptaker to the phone. I, I, hate, I hate technology. I, it, it, uh, it still it baffles me. and I'm getting I had worse. a pager. Very that was posh. my first one, a pager. And then <laughs> and then I'd have to think, oh, the agency. Oh, I've got to, and then I'd have to go to a pay phone. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then phone the bloody Throwing agency. Throwing a quid. Exactly. Well, probably 10p on it. Then. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, don't, I wouldn't like to be in the business now. Yeah, because no. now it's all, I guess, there's a lot of Photoshop and it's Yes, not, a know. lot of Photoshop. I mean, that I mean, was just coming in when I was going out, really. I mean, just looking at your photos, and like I said to you, I love them because they are so natural and so real. And they're just, yeah, they're just kind of... Lovely. Nice. And they, some of them are just of the time. Which, yeah, <laughs> fantastic see, hair like, and the makeup. The makeup and stuff, yeah. Brilliant. It's all kind of like... Oh, absolutely loved it. Have you got... Any regrets? No, 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 none, no regrets whatsoever. I mean, as, I as, love doing it. it as was, we just established, you travelled the world, met various people, famous people. You mm. know, it's kind of I don't know. I don't have any regrets. That was my career. What I kind of went into after that, as I say, you see me in boots and stuff, and mm. number seven and whatnot. That wasn't a career. That's just a job. Mm. That was my career, and that's mm. what I love doing. If somebody asked me to get back on the catwalk tomorrow just to do like a one-off i'll be there like a shot i'd love to do it yeah i would love to just do it one last time kind of thing but would you do another photo shoot Uh, see i don't think i'm very photogenic anymore uh especially when i'm out if i'm in the clubs and stuff i can't i can't take pictures anymore i don't think i'm i don't think i'm photogenic anymore so no i don't i don't know if you had the right lighting and stuff and put a bag over my head i'd probably be all right (laughs) should we give it a go can do if you like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can do just uh, blur everything out oh god no because I would like to um, just do your portrait so when yeah, this interview nice. goes anywhere we'll, we'll get a nice portrait yeah, if you're done nice. yeah, and um, we won't do it film hmm? we won't do it film Get because on. you being a vegan and that now and the oh yeah because it's got all the, the gelatine, gelatine on the and stuff yeah. in there yeah. so we, we'll do it digital which um, okay. makes me very sad but I yeah. I appreciate um, yeah. veganism on that yes my veganism so all in all you're happy I'm happy yeah, yeah. it was, it was good can, times I really you, got, you know you've got good times to look back on you've got great books to look yeah. at and show people I've I've really enjoyed looking at them yeah uh, it's, it was what I did it was a job and come home at the end of the day and sit and watch EastEnders that was it <laughs> that was it then but when you because you was doing it but now do you look at it and think wow that, that was that was more than a job that was a way of life yeah, almost it was it was mm. as I say it's I was. Some people used to say I was. If somebody asked me what I did for a living, I would make something up because I didn't want to have to explain yeah. what yeah. a model is. Because half the time they're like, "Oh well, you get paid loads of money. You sit in front of a camera all day." Mm. No, 
it's mm. not that and I just didn't want to have to explain myself you know it's a lot lot more than that and mm. it's really hard it's a hard business to be in and you know anyone that got a nervous disposition or anything or is a bit kind of like anxious I know I would say don't go into it because it's it's really hard is is the hard bit the the knockbacks and the, yeah. the, the traipsing the around yeah yeah the rejection of it yeah. I mean I I mean I used to probably walk seven or eight miles a day and if you feel the weight of that plus all my other stuff yeah. in a in a rucksack mm. traipsing oh, isn't it yeah traipsing around London here there and everywhere up and down escalators and stuff and whatnot it's it's bloody hard work and this is what sells. Mm. It's kind of like almost you've got to put yourself out there and as I say, you know, you stand like for an hour in a queue or two hours in a queue and it's just like, oh, I think I've got this one. And how, how do you look good on a cold winter's day when you've been standing in the rain on a train station platform and, mm, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. then you've got to get on the tube? And got and, the tube and stuff, yeah. 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 I mean, there was times when I used to go into like castings and that and just like chucking it down with rain and you're just thinking, they're going to look take one look at me and think, no, you just do it. And again, I started from an early age, so it's just... It was, it was what it was, wasn't it? It was. My mum used to just chuck me on the train. Off you go. Yeah. Go on then. Back when travel cards, I think, were about £3.60. My God. £3.60. Yeah, yeah, about £3.60, £4.20, something like that. Yeah, I remember going up to London. Oxford Street into MASH, I think it was called. MASH! Do you remember MASH? MASH! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, MASH! Five a day glow hoodie. Yeah. yeah. But no, it, it was good times. I loved it because, as I say, it's, you know... It was good. Really enjoyed it. Good. Well, I think we've taken up enough of your time. All done. Yeah, all done. Thank you very much. That's all right. My pleasure. It was, uh, it was good. You can find Pete's fantastic portrait work at www.cameraandcoffeecabinet.click or go to Instagram where he is, Camera and Coffee Cabin. I would highly recommend it. As I said before, Pete, an excellent portrait photographer and darkroom printer, and his work is well worth seeing. If you would like to share something on the On Location channel, just drop us a line at sunny16presents at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be an interview. It can be a photo walk you've been on or a conversation about a particular process that you're doing with photography or a particular project that you're undertaking. Whatever it is, get in touch with us, talk to us about it, and if we can help you make it a reality, we will. We would love to share what you're up to. Until next time, thanks for listening.